Mommy, you miss me, don't you? Haters, wish you could hit me, don't you? <laughs> you should call me uncle, I understand. I'm backed by popular demand. That new CL slide, outside of Popeyes, eating chicken and fries. Yeah, come holla at you. Welcome back to the Popular Demand Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. My co-host, Corliss. How y'all been? How y'all been? And we're back another week to bring y'all our opinions on hip-hop. Uh, I guess the best way I guess the best way to start he is one of the biggest stars in rap quotation marks. I, I don't know. I, maybe it was just like a rumor about he was going to have an album come out. And I guess he saw people get excited. And he said, oh, damn, my fans, they need me. They want me. You know, you know how kind Chance the Rapper is. So he was like, I'm going to give them some music because I know that's what the streets want. I got to do something. And so we got four singles. Did you get a chance to listen to them, Cold Work? Yeah, I listened to him. Uh, yeah, I was I listened to him last night. So did you, did you like him? Uh, I was in two of them were kind of cool, and one of them okay, it was two of them I didn't. I like 69th Street. Yeah, I like Walla Cam, and the other two was just okay to me. But I don't really think it's just something I'm gonna go back and listen to like all the time. But I I ain't never listened on you to be like a like an Uber chance to rap a fan to begin with i don't how like do you really revisit his music like that i don't know i was i was i like asked to rap when he came out but it was like it was like when asking for a first time i was like oh this is really good and then it was like two three years later and everybody was like oh my god it's the best mixtape ever and i was like i was kind of like huh like it was, it was cool when he came like it's a cool mixtape i just don't think it was like the greatest mixtape ever like when people be like oh it's the three four year anniversary I just be kind of looking like that ain't like it's like, like, like it's really good, but yeah. I don't think, I think it's, it's just it's just a dope the greatest thing I think ever. It's a dope introduction to a new artist. Like most artists, first mixtape don't yeah. do that good. That like mixtape because like because I was like, go ahead. What is that? Ahead. Yeah, because I was about to say almost because like when it came out. Like around that time, it was like a lot of artists in Chicago. So I was like, oh, this is really dope. It kind of reminded me of like old Kanye style. Then when I heard Internet Tape by Vic Mills, I was like, oh, okay, this is way better. So when I kind of saw, so, so it was like years later, people kind of still go back and listen to Ass and Rap, which I don't think is a bad thing. It's just that when you hear like so many people just talking about how amazing it is, I'm just kind of sitting back like, yeah, it's cool, but. I don't think it's the greatest thing else, but but like you said, it is a great introduction. It's a great introduction for a rapper, though. People probably revisit it mostly because not a lot of people have been fans of what Chance has done since then. While his fan base yeah. has grown, hip hop fans have been, you know, surface. Eh. Coloring Book has some good cuts and some good songs, but and then it has some really awful. Yeah, like um, mixtape. Him, Yachty, was it Thug on there too? Yeah, Thug. And then his verse with with Wayne and Two Chains on No Problems was. There's there's another song on there I just don't like it at all. I don't know what it is. So what? I hate the smoke break. I hate the smoke, smoke break. Though. That juke I jam. I love the verse with um Jay Electronica. Held his own on that on that track with Legendary MC. But then. Those are like the only songs I really remember from the album, and I really like want to go back and re-listen to, to on that album. Cause I was like, cause one thing I would say about on um, uh, Coloring Book was 
when everybody was listening to it, whenever we would talk to people, everybody had like a, everybody had like a different favorite song or like a different best three songs. So I would give him that kind of credit, even though I'm not the biggest fan of all his music. Mm-hmm. The stuff that I don't like is five other people that love it, and the stuff that I love is five people that probably still love exactly. it. Exactly. But now these songs here, uh, after listening to them, I like 65th Street. I thought it was cool. I went that crazy about Walla yeah. Cam. Uh, oh, okay. You didn't like Walla Cam. I didn't really like Walla Cam like that. I like 56th Street, 65th Street. Now, I Might Need Security had a dope sample, but that's really all that song had because the verses weren't that yeah. good. It was basically him saying, yeah, I love my wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay, that was... Go ahead. Oh, wait, wait. Was... Was that the only person that thought it was like kind of weird, like the way he, like it was like, yeah, I love my wife, but you know, like yeah, man, you know, I want trying to lose custody, so I was kind of listening, like, wait, what? Yeah, he was on the track. This don't sound. He was on the track talking about thank God my ex ugly, and I'm like, this is this is so weird. I like, I'm like, what's he? T- I, I don't know what Chance was talking about. I don't know what he was trying to do on that song. I'm gonna say this. I think this kind of like the downside of acid rap when you drop a project like that. And you do a great job of making great songs, and you don't really go that deep into the person that you are. That people kind of create an image for you, and I think that's what he's suffering from right now. So we hear songs like this in 2018, we just kind of looking back like, wait, what did he just say? Oh, I, I completely agree with that. Because this whole image is based around being like a nice guy. So when you hear him like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to see like, what was the song with Cali? Like, like, like I'm the one. When I yeah. heard him on that song, I was like, Chance, you're not supposed to be here. Exactly. I really, you're not supposed to be and here. And that was my biggest problem. You know, I was a fan of Chance Forever. A big fan. That was one of my problems when Color Book came out. I was like, the image and the way he's portraying himself on this album, I feel like it's going to be a hard box to break out of on his next album. Like, if you want to switch the sound yeah. up and make it darker or more brooding, if you want to be more vulgar or anything like that. Even not gonna want it. Even not gonna want it. And it's gonna or either it's gonna sound disingenuous from him. And that was and then I listened to these four new songs. They're all bright and cheery production and up tempo. Pretty much characteristic of um coloring book. So I'm like, okay, no surprise there. But like you said, when he says certain things, it just sounds weird coming from him. Because of the image he has built into our minds, because of all that branding he did. Boy, wait, wait, the image Apple built. <laughs> Facts. Chance, chance by Apple. Apple chance by Apple. But uh, I, like I said, I listened to these songs. I thought they were just too cheery. I know, I'm as bad as that sound. Like I was like, uh, this ain't something I could just see myself ride around to all the time. Really You're not can't. trying to hear positive hip hop, Jordan. Nah, like that's and that's the crazy thing about it. I don't know if it's just chance. I don't know if, if I've been brainwashed by Twitter to just to not like chance. It just felt like he was just rambling. Like I, just like, oh, yeah, today's a good day. I woke up, I'm so happy. You know, it was, it was weird. Like he was just going on tangents on these songs. Yeah, and, it, and it's and like the punchlines weren't all that good. I'm like. Don't get me wrong, with acid rap, it sounded like Chance was was rambling, but kind of with purpose, because he was he was. But it worked yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. it was because the wordplay he was doing was pretty great. Kind of like on Acid Rain, kind of like on that song with him and No Name. Uh, what's it called? Um, sparring. 
because like Chaz has always been great at like the poetic metaphorical phrases and stuff like that but this is just straight him just like I feel like he's just rapping on top of his head like he did with that little B mixtape and you know how Chance Rapper sounds when he freestyles and we know how that turns out because he got washed yeah like Chance I feel like is a great I feel like he has a great pen from listening to his old stuff because but it sounds like these songs didn't have much forethought it just he went to the studio and said I'm gonna make some music today and he just gave us these weird odd verses except for the part about his baby mama I feel like that was planned maybe or written out or maybe he planned to talk about her but I, I don't know okay wait so do you think an album is coming eventually yeah he said or he just dropped the EP because the fans got ready now he said an album is coming but people interpreted it as it's coming this week so to appease the fans he gave everybody four songs it's probably just to gauge the interest of everybody but I really ain't seen many people talk about it. Okay. I ain't seen people really bash it. It seemed like people just indifferent that he released something. But I'm gonna ask you this, Core, because I did like when you said I do. I hate positive positive rap. I had to sit here and look at myself. Yeah. Do we dislike positive rap, or is it that people just dislike Chance the rapper? But then again, some people have made fun of other rappers for positive messages in their music and trying to be uplifting. So. I'm gonna tell you what I'm gonna tell you what I think it is. People hate anything if it feels forced or fake. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with Chance the Rapper, when he made those songs at first, it was like, oh, okay, this is how he really feel. He really want to use the choir. Then it's like, okay, it's been like four years, and you still making these same types of songs. Like, like everybody, I, I mean, like even like when you see him on TV, see him on Saturday Night Live, it's just kind of like it feels like you're playing a character. I'll put it this way: remember how Joe Budden? Was mad at Yachty on Everyday Struggle. Yeah, that's how the whole world feel about Chance the Rapper. Yeah, it's, it seemed like a gimmick, so to speak. Like I hate, I hate yeah. to say somebody's disingenuous when they're doing good things, but a lot of the way that Chance kind of talks sometimes and carry himself, it don't, it don't, it don't even sound. It don't. Like it all, it all sounds fabricated. Kind of like how we always mocked. He sound like a politician. Yeah, kind of like how we talk about Drake. Not we're not yeah. knowing who the real Drake is. I don't know. Think we know who the real Chance the Rapper is. Yeah, we have no clue. Okay, and all about to say, and I, and I think the thing that really kind of hurt Chance is like every time you turn around, you hear like a different story. Like, oh, Chance the rapper tried to get this guy fired from MTV for writing an article he didn't like. Or, oh, Chance did this. Or, Chance did oh, this. Chance, oh, Chance. Oh, you know, like, Chance stole from stole beats from Justice League and didn't pay him properly. Yeah, then he hopped on Twitter and was like, "Yeah, I fight y'all." And everybody was like, "Wait, what?" Or, or the chance, <laughs> so it was like, or chance rapper saying that he saved SoundCloud, but that turned out to be a lie. Yeah, and he got washed by Thug on big on big bees. I've, I've honestly forgotten. But all about the same, I'm over like, but it's like when artists like Chance, when a rapper comes out of no, like it's over this way. It was just, it was too many things happening for him at one time that people hate. People hate when a rapper pop up out of nowhere because they don't have any explanation as to how they got too big. People don't like it when a rapper goes mainstream super fast, and people don't like it when a rapper gets critical acclaim super fast. And for Chance, all of that happened in a six month span. It went from Chance being the A, hey, I think this guy gonna be big one day to it was at the point where Chance was like the biggest rapper that yeah, year. He was, you know, like you know, like people doing no. And then Chance was doing numbers that year. And then Chance won Grammys that year, and everybody was like, "We ain't never seen like all things that just ever happened to a rapper at one time that you get all three things at the same not time only he, for the first not time." Only did he, not only that, but he was demanding he get these things. Like I should be up for a Grammy, and then he, yeah. he won a Grammy. 
Cause like he came out, he was like, "I'm." And no, 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 didn't make it even worse. He was doing the independent calls thing, and actual independent rappers was like, "No, you not like us. You different from us. You got people helping you out. We do not." So it was like, so you got the fake personality, you got the critical acclaim coming through. It's to being mainstream out of nowhere. So it was like every time you turned around, it was something new that you could that you could hold over Chan's head to make you say. This can't be real. Also, I want to put an asterisk next to Chance was doing numbers because his album, he did not sell his album, so we really don't know how his album did. Ah, oh, yeah, you're right. You don't right. know how much it streamed or how much it like sold in terms of streams, as far as I know. I've never seen anything on that. So technically, you don't know how many people actually listen to Chance the Rapper. It could be that Apple wants us to believe that he's one of the biggest artists in the game. Because it was like for this six month stretch, it seemed like he was the biggest thing ever, and then he just kind of thought, "Is this appeared the right word?" I hate saying I hate saying rappers disappear because you don't necessarily disappear. You just kind of dip yeah. out for a minute. Low key, but yeah. I did think it was, I, but I did think it was kind of weird for a rapper to be that big at the time and to just completely just go off the grid. And you, I mean, you know, if we being honest, I think that I think that was like the final straw to make people say he an industry plant. Cause everybody was just kind of like, I feel like Apple just put a bunch of money into them at one time, mm-hmm. and then when it all ended, then when the project dropped, they was like, "Ah, right, you got to chill for a minute." Yeah, we got you in a year. We got you in six months. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. It's just, it just it just seems, and all of a so so much stuff around him just seems like you know, like on a stage, like a stage play, and it's like props and stuff behind you, and it just all falls flat, and you realize it was no, it's not a real setting. It's like we like, oh, this is shit's a plan. Yes, that's that's what this feels yeah, like. Yeah, like chance like chance had all those gimmicks and stuff surrounding him, and then at the end of the day, all it fell flat, and we realized, like, wait, who is this nigga? And I was about to say, I'm uh, but to make it even worse, I think it's the fact that he just dropped four songs, and it kind of seemed like nobody cared. Yeah, like people cared when it first came out. Don't get me wrong, people seemed like they were hyped for the album. Yeah. Once the music got here, I didn't really. It didn't seem like it was kind of like, oh, okay, uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. But I want to ask you this, because it's kind of often related from a uh, chance of rapper going back to that positivity thing. Art can can a rapper be can a rapper be squeaky clean and positive in hip hop? If so, can you think of anybody like that, or is that just something that cannot mix? Because I know people try to label Kendrick Lamar as positive, but when you think about it, a lot of his music is like redemption. Um, yeah. a lot of it's like, uh, um. It's like um, vices, like, oh, yeah, please help me. I'm trying to be a better guy because I used to be a terrible guy, which is what a lot of hip-hop is. But I can't think of anybody who just gets on the track and, like, says, I'm a great guy, I'm an upstanding citizen, I pay all my taxes, like, or I'm, I'm trying to save the universe, I'm trying to make peace and positivity. Maybe Rory, he comes close, but even then, he doesn't. Even then, he makes music talking about how he's a flawed human, too. Yo, you gonna hate this answer. I already know you gonna hate this answer. Russ. But Russ, is, is Russ music pure? I mean, all he talk about is, like, relationship problem and helping his family out. Like, I ain't just, like, I ain't just never heard Russ say nothing crazy. Like, he ain't fighting people. He ain't beating his girlfriend. Like, every song is just really, you know, I was just trying to have a decent relationship. I just bought my mom a house. I took my family on vacation. My sister living good. Like, the majority of his music just... I mean, like he talked about being depressed, but he ain't just never really nothing bad on his part. Is that really? Is that really what Russ music is about? Yeah, I mean, I think about it. That's that's why women like his songs. I think he got like a whole song by then, like a single mother or something like that. 
I wouldn't know. I like Russ is one of them big ass. <laughs> he's just one of them big ass acts. I see his name all the time, but nobody likes him enough to put his music on the timeline. So I never actually get. You. Wait, 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 wait. Think about this. Nobody in hip hop likes it enough. Yeah, you're right. And I don't. I don't really. I don't follow a single Russ fan. I just think it's just so weird with how big Twitter is that nobody's making like Russ threads or nothing like that. Like I don't even see that. Like nada. Like I see nada videos promoting Russ. I might have seen. I've heard one song by him. It was like Drive Slow. I think he was in a car talking about being sad. <laughs> and it was like an invisible. It was like an invisible ghost woman in the in the passenger seat riding with him. Shout out to Russ. Yeah, it did a lot. I'm trying to see who was I call positive. I, I probably say Yadi like a positive rapper. Like, he's still like, oh, God, take that back. It's like now it's a little bit different, but he's still kind of rapping about, like, well, you know, I'm just trying to live my life. I'll be with my friends apart. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I'm, so yeah. I'm just chilling. Yeah, but like the image that Chance is trying to make, if some, let's say, could could somebody actually be that? Like, what if somebody's actual persona was, I'm, I'm a good to... guy who don't, who don't indulge in smoking and drinking? I'm a good guy who, um, you know, just does everything right. And I just want to spread my piece of positivity with the world. Can that exist in hip hop? But it's because I'm because I think I saw somebody says that. Um, Will logic count? You know, he damn near does. Damn. That logic. Yeah. Could he really? It might be logic. He recently, recently said, I'm not going to throw the money at the um, strip club. I'm going to save it for my kids to use one day. He did say that. And then he said, this is the only rap concert you won't get shot at. Which is it's problematic, but it was also facts. Yeah, I, I agree. That's definitely logic. And I, I was in if, if you could, I think the only thing you really hold against logic is people just don't like his personality. And I don't think people hold divorces over rappers here, right? They, nah, they just think logic a dork fan. Like... <laughs> Shout out, shout out to Logic, dude. Oh, oh, okay, okay, the thing is, like, I never really understood the hate for Logic other than the biracial thing, but I don't even think it's hate-worthy. It's just laugh-worthy. Yeah, I don't think it's no... Like, it's just something like... That, like, I just laugh it. Like, I would Like, there's no reason to actually hate Logic. It's just... The stuff he do is just really funny. Like, be, like talking about being biracial all the time, and All and the time. And cracking jokes about how is he's a safe rapper. Like, he ain't even a joke. He's just he being serious. He's saying, yeah, I'm a safe rapper. Like, yeah, I'm not hard. Yeah. Uh, you know, stuff like that, and him actually looking like a white male, but then doing black power anthems, but then saying he don't see color. Shout to Logic. But then, but then saying stuff like I, my my sister, my cousin Felicia, like that ain't something a black person would say. I don't know. Hey, fam, you know he he, he trying to touch all the bases. I can't hate him for that. He doing a good job. Like I want to say this, Logic does seem genuine in his corniness, opposed to. Chance. Chance comes off corny, Chance, but he ain't trying to be corny. And I felt like that when I listened to these singles, he sounded corny rapping to me on these songs. As much as I hate to say it, Chance rapper sounded corny to me. I don't know if it's because his delivery, his delivery and flow is not that much different. I don't know if it's because it changed the perception of Chance, but he just came off as corny to me on some of these songs. I think it's the perception. Okay, I remember four years ago, everybody thought I hated Chance. And I was like, no, I don't hate Chance. I just see that something's not adding up, and I'm glad that now everybody else finally sees was not. I remember adding you up. told me the Chance rapper was no different from Young Thug in the type in the way that he rapped, so to speak. His like flow, 
and how he just like kind of rambles and stuff. And everybody thought I was crazy for saying it. Everybody's team I was crazy for it. Nah, it's because I saw. It's because some songs I saw, like some methodical reasoning behind his verses, kind of like um, yeah. those stairs where the whole verse is him rapping from the perspective of a heroin addict, but you don't know that till the very end of a song. And it's so he's trying to like, like, yeah. okay, what does he talk about in this song? Like stuff like that. Like so, it sounds like he's rambling, but it's actually an end goal to it, to the song. But um, and also like acid rain, but we don't get that. We, I didn't get. I didn't get that from um. Chance on these songs, it was just him rambling, and just shouting stuff, like yeah, I love my baby mama, thank God, my ex ugly, uh, y'all never gonna stop me. Of uh, who's that Mary? He said we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you for all these paid, Emmanuel. paid firings. Yeah, it was it was random. Like it was like you could have made the whole verse about that. Maybe it was just, it was just a weird thing to just at the blue talk about after you talk about your baby. Mom. Wait, I just, wait, I just I just thought about something. So Tan's entire career has been him kind of refraining Kanye old music. And now at this point in his career, he's rambling about stuff that we don't know about that he only knows. It sounds like Kanye to me. It do. And also going on Twitter rants. And people being like, please shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Except the difference is we don't. It's Kanye will go on Twitter rants and be like, damn, Kanye was right, you know, months later. We ain't done that for chance yet. You know you know what? I don't think Chance ever had that moment yet in his career. Chance, chance goes on plenty of rants and not once have I seen people come to a consensus and say, damn y'all. Chance is right. I ain't seen that one time. Cause I done seen Kanye say something. People come back like four years later. Like, oh, you know what? You ain't crazy. You actually right. I think the only thing, you know, I take that back. People didn't even back him up on the just. I think with the Justice League thing, it was like at first everybody was like, "No, nah, Justice League hating." And then after a while went by, everybody was like, "Chance could have been paid them folks yeah. back." Chance rapper right fried out you. Speaking of fried out here, let's talk about the girl Zelia Banks court. Cord is her career <sighs> past the point of no return. Cord. Oh, okay, I'm gonna say no on it because she's done way worse than this. and came back, but the only thing is, I'm not sure if people will keep giving her these many chances. I'm trying to see. She came out around 2012, and every three times a year, she do something to make people say, "Okay, I'm done." But I feel like this time it's gonna hurt the most because she actually has a song out that people know and it's kind of successful. And this is supposed to be her redemption arc and she didn't ruin it Wait, already. What? Hold like, on, like, what's the song? And I went to her. I haven't heard that song yet. Oh, okay, okay. this is Sky Island. Oh, well, I take that back and everybody oh, hasn't heard no, it. No, everybody has not heard it. That's the crazy thing about it, Core. Every time she does this stuff, people always say, I don't know any Azalea Banks songs. Why is that? Why is that? And I'll go to the Twitter. You know, I'll be on Twitter. I'll click on the um, mentions. I'll go to the comments. And, I, you know, I'm thinking somebody will say, oh, you must don't know this song. Or you must don't know Azalea Banks this. It'll be like 50 comments with nobody saying one single song about Azalea Banks. It's just everybody saying like, damn, you're right. I don't know no music about her. And I think that's what hurts her the most. Hopefully, you think about any rapper, even a SoundCloud rapper with 36 followers, he gon' mention his music eventually. What kill me about Azalea Banks Twitter pages, she rarely ever talks about... I'll put it this way. I didn't heard her fans talk about buying her soaps more than I heard them talk about buying her music. 
And as a fan and as, a, as a supporter, it kind of hurts. Because she make good music and she's super talented. It's just that every single time. Yeah, because I, I think that she about to fix everything wrong. Yeah, because I went back and listened to um some of her discography. I listened to Slay Z. Uh, I listened to her album that came out, I think, in 2014 or 13, maybe. I can't remember what it was. Uh, 1991? No, no, no. It was like a black cover. It was a black cover art. Maybe it wasn't 2013, 2014. Ooh. I can't remember what it was. But it was like 15, it was about 10 okay. to 15 songs on there. And um, I listened to her new single, Sky Island. It was not new. It came out in 2018. And I was listening to these songs. Yeah. I'm like, man, is this a bass could sing? I didn't know she kind of she had these kind of vocals on on tracks. Like I thought she just rapped. Like that's that's a whole facet of Zed Banks. I had no clue existed. I said, "Wow, because she don't she don't talk said, about wow, it." Wow, she got a, a actually a really nice flow, and she got some nice punchlines, and they don't come off as corny. And these big and yeah, these oh. beats, like they're you know they're you know they're it's like rap music. It's like rap music infused with if with electronic. And I was like, and it, and she's been doing it for years. And it sounds really organic and it doesn't sound forced. And I'm thinking to myself, damn, like, Azan Bates, she really got the whole package to be a, a star, especially in the female lane. It's just her. It's, it's just really her. just her. And then I thought to myself, wait a minute. I don't even see Azan Bates fe- features. Like, who, who features Azan Bates, fam? So you talking about on her song or on other, other people's, people's songs? Uh, nobody. Oh, I'm trying to see. I remember like a couple years ago, she was like, hey, I'm going to be on Lady Gaga album. But I think she said something. She said it was something super controversial. But she got knocked off that album. I think she was supposed to be on London Del Rey Project, but she got knocked off of it. So it was like whenever she get a chance to, because there's a lot of people that like her music. It's just that she does something so bad. That people don't want to take their publicity hit, so they just don't. I'm put saying it on. like it's some, just some, you know. T- but she right for artists. Like, I can understand that being on those pop albums, but th- you mean to tell me she ain't able to collaborate with anybody in rap? But you got to think about it. She got beef for so many people. I remember, I remember she had the ATM jam. I only remember what year this was. She was working with Pharrell, and everybody was like, "Okay, she got her producer. Pharrell can work with anybody. All she got to do is not mess this up." Then I think Robin. Yeah, Pharrell wanted to do the song with Robin Thicke, and it became a mega hit. And she was like, oh, you too busy working with white people. And for me, I don't want to work with you anyway. And everybody was like, how can you not work with Pharrell? Pharrell ain't never did no wrong to nobody. And that's You got to be evil to beef with Pharrell. That's why I say her career is past the, the point of no return, return chord. Because she doesn't collaborate with anybody. She doesn't even make music with anybody. Nobody wants or seeks her out in that department. So even... Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, wait, I took the back. She had a song with Ross. I mean, no, she, a while wait, back. She, had a, she had Ross on her album, right? Ah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, nobody's right, seeking yeah, her out to come be on their albums to help promote her. So she's Too many she's strictly on her own. Do you see what I'm saying? In the music industry, she's kind of blackballed herself. Because yeah. I remember at one point, I was hoping she was going to sign the MMG. Then I was like, nah, I forgot. She used to be for Wale. And she was saying that Wale is a more built back black female than she is. And I don't think Wale will forgive her no. for that. But that. That is hilarious, though. You can't lie like I that. Know, I know Ross ain't going to put her in there. Just how volatile she is. Bro, can you imagine Gunplay and Azalea Banks in the same room? Mm. 
Yeah, man. I'm saying it's done. She's done out here because nobody cares about her music. She is built. You know how we talk about images. She's built such an ugly yeah. image of herself, negative image. of herself in people's heads. There's no way they could ever listen to her music without any um, preconceived notions or opinions about her. Kind of like Takashi Six Nine. You know how people hate Takashi Six Nine. I, I feel like it's yeah. a lot of people listen to him. I feel like Zelda Banks is at that point where no matter what she do, no matter how good her music is, everybody will nobody will ever come around to her. And I feel like her pattern of behavior says that she's not gonna slow down. She's gonna keep acting this way. Wow. And so it means that even if her music doesn't improve, even if people try to warm up to her, she's gonna say something at some point that's gonna make it's gonna remind people of who she was. And who okay, I'll put it this way. I remember early this year when she was like, I talked to Remy, I ain't got no beef with Remy. I talked to Nikki, I ain't got no beef with Nikki. It's a bunch of new female rappers out that I really enjoy. I don't want no problems. Then I think her and Remy got into it and Remy like dropped all the DMs and she was cool with Nikki. And she bet- then she like went at Nikki like a couple weeks ago for stealing her mermaid idea and she called her sea cow and she was calling Cupcake black and ugly. So it was like, Every single time she fixes something, she she just destroys it like two yeah. seconds later. Like, like it's, it's hard it's hard to even defend. There are more self destructive artists in hip hop history. Can you think of something maybe on the scale of um, Isaiah Banks? A couple I can think of Wale, of course. Dmx, Dmx, yeah, Dmx yeah, Wale. Is number one. But you know what the crazy part about it is. We gotta compare a crackhead to her. We compare her social media antics to a crackhead. That's how damaging and how volatile she is. And I and I really don't feel like that's an exaggeration to say she is as bad as DMX. Maybe you know we said she's not in a bad situation, as in like health and stuff go. But as far as image go, as far as redemption, she might be worse because people actually care about DMX. I care about him. He just destroyed yeah. his career because he can't you know get in a booth. And make music without you know being on drugs. Isaiah Banks yeah. get booth as much as she wants, whenever she wants, and not a soul will ever care. Uh, she might be, and I she think might like, have been, she might have sabotaged her career. She might be the most talented artist to ever sabotage their career in rap. I can't think of anybody worse. And I'm gonna say this one thing: I always see on Twitter, I always see like women saying, "Well, y'all give me a million chances." I was like, we. We kind of mm-hmm. don't like. I'm gonna say this: it's, it's a lot of rappers that I like. But if for certain, like, if any rapper do something I don't like three times, I'm done. You and anybody who know me can say, I don't give a it makes like 800 chances. Yeah. Like every time I turn around, she doing something. Like all I want is for her to just cool delete work. all her social media, you. let somebody else run it, and drop music. Four years, cool work. It took you. A couple months ago, finally say I'm fed up with Zelia Banks. You gave her an ample chance, and then I went right back. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I went right back. Yeah, you did. But that's a man. She she told Wendy Williams she want to see her die on air. You can't go back from there. Evil man, evil. She just got done talking about colorism, and then she tells somebody I hope you die on air. Yeah. No, I like I said. I I think I think it's Curtis for. But yeah, this might be it. Now it's time for the spotlight track of the week. And this week I'm gonna play Stay the Night by the Internet. Mm-hmm. 
Alright, Core. So, I want to ask you this. Has our future had the greatest breakup of all time? And by greatest breakup of all time, I, I mean in a sense that after everyone split up, everyone in the group actually had a great to successful career or has been making good to great music. Because in a sense, Tyler Crater is a Grammy-nominated artist. Iris Wesher has submitted himself as a young, budding lyricist. Uh, Frank Ocean has become like I got, I, you can almost call him a megastar, superstar in music and R and B. He's kind of, he's kind of like a, a front runner in the um, in the genre. Then you have the internet making good to great albums in a lane of their own. Hive Mind is great. Eagle Death was great. Uh, Domo Genesis, good underrated projects out with the um. Rick Carolla Big, Big Flames as well as um I for, aren't you glad you're you and it was a, I forgot what the um yeah. his, um, his debut album was called but it was, it was jazz, heavily jazz influenced Haji Beats uh with his last project I can't remember the name of it but he's dating Nelly Furtado shout out to him Big Wins Big Wins and so I want to ask you, is this one of the greatest breakups in terms of success afterwards in hip-hop? And if you had to choose, who do you think has had the best post-future uh, career? Or who's who's had your who's been your favorite career to follow after uh, future? Okay, I'd pro- I gotta say yes, because I can't really think of any other group to separate and accomplish so much on their own. Because if you look at any like legendary hip hop group, once they break with either they kind of leave hip hop and just do something completely different, or they just kind of fizzle out a little bit, yeah, or they never as big as they should be. So I have to say that they they had the best breakup in hip hop history. I can completely agree with that because there's there's just so many artists and groups that break up and you the other member just becomes non-existent. Uh, you look at like when the clips broke out, broke up, but that was because no, no malice chose not to do any more music. So it was really just push your T after the clips broke he up. He left his brother for God. Shout out to God. Uh, I'm trying to think. What's some you more? look at Wu Tang, ODB died. Yep. The Rizzo went on to do movies, soundtrack, direct, produce. Raycon, Ghostface, they kind of do, like, they do projects, but they ain't, like, all the time. And everybody else is kind of doing their own thing. But, you know, they came back to sell that album for, like, a million dollars. Did you ever listen to that album? How could I listen to it? I thought it was only one copy. Ah, yeah, you're right. No, no, no. I remember remember Meryl said, like, no, no, I'm going to tell you what it was. They dropped another album, I think, either last year or this year. And I was go download it, and then Mero was like, nah, it's mostly Red Man. Which ain't not wrong with Red Man, but it's like if the Wu Tang come together, I kind of want to hear everybody shine. Yeah. Must have, might have, I wonder if it was just a bunch of verses that just stitched together. That's why it's mostly Red Man. He might just had the most verses, you know, available. I mean, he might have been the one who was doing nothing, so it was like, all right, Red Man, just get the boost. That make the most sense. I, I mean, you gotta, look, you gotta think about you gotta look at how hard it is to get three people to do something. Just imagine how, how many people in Wu Tang. Like it's, it's a lot of people in Wu Tang. So I, I'm gonna be pretending though, because it's a ton of niggas. Cause I know it's like people who claim they members of Wu Tang, and everybody else is like, nah, they not a member. Really, do they cut his dick off? He did what? You remember that? And he jumped off the roof. Fuck no. 
And he was claiming he was a member of Wu-Tang and everybody was like, he was with us, but he wasn't with us. Nah, man, I don't know that nigga. He wasn't with them. <laughs> I don't know that you want to bother that group? That nigga different. And, and for them NY legends are different. They one of them rap about yeah. uh, using a hanger to stick up somebody's ass. Yes, yes, yes. Who was that? Do you know? Do you remember who that was specifically? I'm not gonna speak dirt on that man's name. It was a different time. Torturing methods was different back in the '90s. <laughs> hey, could you could you imagine a rival gang just just uh? <laughs> Taking a hot clothing hanger, Jesus Christ! Hey man, I'd be shook as hell. Okay, that's the last. I'm gonna listen. If you get abducted by some goons, that's the last thing you expect them niggas to do to you. I look, like I'm going this way. Only thing going on my mind is I'm about to get beat up. That's it. When they pull out, they was like, "Hey, burn the clothing hanger! Burn the clothes hanger!" I don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> and I doubt whoever happened, whoever that happened to, did not expect it. Hell no. Nah. I think I think didn't Biggie say, Biggie say he sticks uh, somebody um he stick a broomstick up somebody's ass. It was a different time, man. Yeah, yeah. He said he was gonna do it because fam was gay. Yeah, man. Biggie might have been gay, fam. No comment. No comment. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Why you bring him up now? I got I got I got to bring this up now. How you feel about how you feel about Faith Evans? <laughs> ah. <laughs> right, not only did she marry Stevie, that she came out and said she used to eat Biggie cheeks. I don't know how to feel I'm about so that. I'm so confused by the fact that she came out and said this about Biggie. Like, why? Right after, why? Right after announcing. Why? Right after announcing that she got married to Stevie J. To Stevie J. While, His producer. While having a um, while having the King and I as her hitter and in her bio. Still trying to promote and it, that album, and this is a month later after everybody said she was dating Jada Kiss. Like it's so much that's not making sense. And Stevie J, as his header on Twitter, has a picture of him and Biggie, shoulder to shoulder, like best friends. It's fucked up, fam. I don't like it. That's this is. You know I, what? I, I gotta would be pressed. I got a hot take, fam. I'll be pressed if I die, and I'm looking down from heaven, I, and I see that my wife. I gotta, okay, go for, go for it. They both was fucking big if I am. Huh? <laughs> it's the only thing that makes sense at this point. It's the only thing that makes sense. They were sharing. They, they bonded over Biggie. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, Stevie J was that guy with, <laughs> with the broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm going to say is this. Bad boy was different, different. Ain't no telling what Diddy was doing. God, that, that I don't even want to know. All I know is this. If I was a rapper in the 90, I definitely wouldn't have signed the bad boy. Definitely don't sound that bad, right? Nah, nah, nah. You know what? I, I take that back. They was spreading AIDS. <laughs> you, know, I'm, you know, I'm glad 90s rap is over. Because they, they was wild. And they, like, when you just sit back and think about everything that was going on in the 90s, they was wild if I am. Oh, shoot. Would you rather be? Would you rather be? Uh... Would you, rather, would you rather work for Suge Knight be an AIDS warrior? <laughs> or would you rather be a bad boy and be Diddy bad boy? Oh, my God. <laughs> Choose your... No comment. <laughs> Choose your destiny. No comment. No Choose your destiny. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I was about to say... Am I supposed to be Wack 100 or Funsworth Bentley? I don't, I don't know how to choose this. 
I'm gonna tell you what, Corb. If I die and I'm in heaven and I'm looking down and I see my wife is with my best friend, when my wife is eating off my name and our relationship. <laughs> wow. 20, 30 years later. Exactly. I I, I lose it. I had, to, I, had to ask for, I had to ask God for a second chance to come back to earth. And you know the worst part about this is? I would expect this to come from Lil' Kim than Faith Evans fam. You know, you know you're know, absolutely right, but then again, they had a very strained relationship. So it's no telling how she felt like she had any deep resentment towards Biggie. I don't know. I just feel like out of respect, Stevie J and Faith Evans, this shouldn't have ever happened. But who am I to judge somebody's relationship, man? You know, it's their life. That's that what they want to do. That's what they want to do. It just looks very, very underhanded. Very. Very. Especially when Faith Evans was being accused of being unfaithful in their relationship. With the ops. And now she with the homies. So I'm even pop. If you with the homies, you definitely with the ops. I, I, yeah, pretty much. That's equal. That's equivalent. That's just bad in my eyes. But I'm with the found. Look at him trying to kill her. You telling me she didn't sleep with the ops of revenge? I know she did. I'm positive. But back to the uh, the odd future topic because we got a little sidetracked. Whose career has you have you enjoyed the most since they've left Odd Future? It will probably have to be a tie between Earl and Frank. Yeah. I'd probably say I've been most impressed by Donald Genesis because I saw him as just a background character in Odd Yeah. He gave some dope guest features, but I would have never guessed that I would enjoy a full project from Donald Genesis. Never saw that coming. And I'm very happy to hear his new sound because I used to hate it when he tried to be like the Fat Wiz Khalifa back in 2012. Yes. So to see him finally, like, I, like, I think that's the best thing about their breakup. Everybody went from either just being super edgy or being a ripoff of somebody else to everybody finding their own individual sound and it all working. And it's amazing that each of them would, because you know how hard it's finding yourself in music. It's amazing that each of them yeah. after being in, stuck in a box, they were pigeonholed as being like horrorcore rappers who just, you know. And I'm going to say this, a lot of horrorcore rappers cannot escape this. No, they can't. They thrive off of shock value, and for them to just walk away from that. A lot of teen stars can't escape that. No, they can't. And for them to just walk away from that and instantly find themselves, that's amazing. And I'm gonna tell you what, I'm I'm pretty like I told you, I said this earlier. I'm pretty sure that ASAP Mob or even Pro Era, if any of them like were to split up today, they wouldn't have no. The members would not see the kind of success. The Odd Futures happen. It's a wrap. Think about Frank Ocean when during the Odd Future wave, how popular was he? He, he won't. Oh, he wasn't really. He wasn't really that popular. It was like when it was like when Channel Orange came out. Oh, when that album came out, most people in my house who didn't even know he was a member of Our Future. They just thought he was a random R and B singer with a good album. Yeah, I'm saying he he went from being just like the third or fourth most important member of that group to being a mega star in R and B. He's a, like he's like the leader of R and B right now. Yeah, and look, like I said, Tyler is making Grammy nominated music. Like it's, it's Try to fly, boy. Yeah, it's just it's just amazing to see the growth from a group of artists after a split up. That's usually where people fall apart. Because I feel like Tyler and them felt. I ain't gonna say this. I ain't gonna put words in Tyler's mouth. But I know Tyler and you no know, uh, Hotsy Beats. You know their relationship and a couple other people in the group. You know what he said. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, Tyler felt like them niggas was eating off him and they weren't doing it themselves. He's like, man, niggas go get a job. Yeah, I'm about to put out all these albums. I'm on tour. The least y'all can do is make y'all own money. And Hot to be said, man, fuck you, fam. And I don't like that. That's kind of crazy. Like, I'm glad this. I take Tyler Crater side in all this. And that, in that instance, yeah. oh, that was the Earl. And but then, but then, then y'all look at it this way. It worked. He left everybody on their own, and they didn't starve. They survived on their own, so you kind of got to respect it. Yeah, you know, I think it's kind of crazy because it seems like Tyler do all along, but many dudes talented. Like, y'all got talents. Y'all could make money on y'all. Yeah. Just go do it. And them niggas wouldn't do it, so he's finally kicked him out the house like a like a mother eagle kicking her chick out the nest <laughs> and saying, fly my nigga. <laughs> the ground. Yes. Like, that's that's basically what happened with uh, Tyler Crater in our future. It's, it's, it's great. I'd probably say, like I said... Well, Wait, but you know who the biggest loser in all of this is? Who is it? Two niggas that didn't do music. Who's the remember the white dude? Remember the white dude and the big black guy that used to be on the TV show all the time? The one white guy and the big black dude? Yeah. Uh, I do. The white guy had blonde hair. Yep. And it was long. Ah, wait. Ah, you know what? Actually, I take that back. From what Tyler been saying to his music, he is not broke. He still at that that crib. Man. He still at that. Yo, that's why he was making fam the cover arts for the songs. He was putting them over shirts. He gave bro a store. Oh, oh. You know, you know, this conversation took. You know what? 20 years from now, the stories we're hearing about Big and Faith Evans, we about to hear from Tyler and a bunch of white guys. Man, uh, Eartha Kid. Bro, let me find an offer to broke up over a white guy. Oh, boy. Steve Lacey, Frank Ocean, and Tyler Curator had a three way death battle. Love wins. But anyway, <laughs> I think that, yeah, I think Frank benefited the most from the breakup. I love Donald Genesis' um, growth the most from our uh, future. Let me go on to the next topic, Core. I want to ask you this. Is there... Basically, we had this argument with Chance, uh, Travis... Not Travis Scott, but ASAP Rocky. When his album kept getting pushed back and delayed, it was like, man, Rocky's only making it harder on himself to live up to everybody's expectation when the album finally comes. And now we got testing. And we- I wonder what the album sounded like back then. Yeah, that's good. That's a good ass question because I feel like he's changed the album a lot since then. But but, but anyway, if we get the album and a lot of people feel like the main critique is after waiting this long, this ain't it. Which makes it seem like if the album came sooner, maybe a year after um, Olive, then it might have not been yeah. bashed as badly. It probably would have been bashed badly, but not as badly. And now we're seeing the same thing with, with Travis Scott with Astro World. We keep thinking it's coming, and we keep getting a pump bait. And it's not coming. But it do seem like it's around the corner. But then again, ASAP Rocky's album always seemed that way too. Until we got it like a year later after we heard about the album's gonna be called Testing. I want to ask you yeah. this forward: Is there such a thing as holding an album too long? Yes. Why do you say that? Because if you, can, I'm okay. I'm gonna say this. This might sound a little crazy. If you give an album a title and you don't release it, you shoot yourself in the foot. If you just say I'm working on an album, like like I know, I know this sounds super crazy, but trust me, it makes sense. 
if you just say I'm working on my album, I'm not done yet, but it might come soon, that's okay. But if you give an album a title and you say stuff like it's on the way, it's on the way, like anytime Travis Scott breathes, somebody saying, What Astro Word it? What Astro Word it? What Astro Word it? No matter what he releases, people are, like just the title alone, the expect like Astro Word sounds like it's supposed to be the greatest album ever, just off the title alone. It really do. So if it comes out and it's 14 songs and eight songs are good, people still gonna be a little bit disappointed. If it comes out and six songs are decent, people gonna be upset. Like it's the fact that you keep baiting people and you getting everybody ready. Especially you know, especially you know how Travis Scott yeah. fans get. So when they ready for something, they ready. Yeah, and it's fact keep pushing it back. You keep pushing it back. You keep pushing it back. What you pushing it back for? Like, ain't like I mean, I like Travis Scott, but ain't like he coming with like top tier bars or something. I, I know they like we know. I know they sample clearance either. It can't be that. Yeah. To me, the only explanation is either he adding as many artists as he can, and he waiting on something, or he not sure with his sound, and that's what I'm afraid of. Because Travis, like Travis, got one and only ability. Is to make a complete like is to come up with a sound. Yeah. And if he's not sure his sound, I'm scared. Especially because I kind of trashed Asia Rocket last year and hyped up Travis Scott because I said Travis Scott was securing his sound. And now a year later we having a conversation saying that Travis Scott may not be secure with his sound. Did you hear that um did you hear that song, that single that came out a while back that had Kanye on it? What you, what you think about that? Yeah, song? like okay. Okay, I thought it was cool. Like I thought, it was- as a single, I think as a single, it's kind of ah, but as a song on the album, I mean, it it'll work. Yeah, I th- like I don't think it was bad. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it was good, but then I, found, I realized that I don't remember the name of the song anymore, and I never play it anymore. So it could have been that good. Yeah. Otherwise, I'd have kept it. In you know, I don't, I don't remember the name though. But if I'm on YouTube and they pop up, I usually click on it. But I think that you're absolutely right. Is when you give a name to an album. That's when you, it's the downfall becomes because I feel like the biggest obstacle to enjoying the album is the album meeting your expectations. I feel like everybody goes. Perfect example. You go for it. For the rest of Dr. Dre career, we're going to always say, run a chronic yet. You know what? I got to bring them up again. J Electronica. The one thing that always keeps J Electronica in a good position is that he never gave his album a name. So we just keep saying, Drop the album. So if the album is a folk album, we can't be upset because we didn't know what to expect anyway. But like for an artist like Dr. Dre, I'm, I'm trying to see like even like even with Lil Wayne for the well, how long has it been? Like four or five years you've been waiting on Carter Five? I think five. It's been five years we've been waiting on Carter Five. If Carter Five don't sound like any other Carter, we gonna be upset. Yeah, because of the name. It's supposed to be a Carter Card series, so it should be as good as the other Carter albums. Uh, another good example, Lil Wayne with high tunes. When before he dropped Ball to City, he said his day, he said his official debut album was gonna be high tunes. That was 2014. Your thug is, hasn't mentioned high tunes since, which I kind of give him credit for. But if he ever dropped high tunes and it don't, and even if it's good, if it doesn't live up to what I expect high tunes to be, I'm gonna be okay. Like ape shit. Yeah, you know what? I forgot about that. I forgot about that. That's been my four years, right? Yeah, it's been a long time. Like people, you, and people keep thinking that it's coming. Yeah, people keep thinking it's coming, but it never does. So when it does come, you want to expect you expect something from it. I feel that's the hardest, the biggest obstacle to overcome when enjoying an album 
is yeah. is going in with no expectations. That way you won't be disappointed when you listen right. to an album. Because you expect one thing and you get something else, you're going to instantly not like it. Major facts. Think about it, fam. We got three future sequels before we got Ape Shit. And we ain't getting that out. Yeah, we ain't getting that. Whatever you want to call it. We never getting it. So, okay, we're both in agreement that you can't just sit on the album forever. Well, maybe well, maybe you can sit on it, but don't let the world know you're sitting on it. Because they're going to attach exactly. expectations and labels to what it should be and what it shouldn't be. But, so, off, off that alone, we should be worried about Astro World there. I am. I am. Because if Astro World is not good... Y'all not go. Y'all not gonna let me leave. I already know. Oh, you know I'm not. I got to. And it's gonna be. If anybody gotta kill me, it gotta be Tabor's. Tabor's gonna turn you into a pack. It gotta be Tabor's. <laughs> if anybody turn me into a pack, it deserves to be Tabor's. <sighs> I just. I don't know what to expect, but maybe I'm gonna tell you what. The only thing about Astro World is I don't know what to expect of Travis Scott. So I can't really ex- put no expectations on it other than it needs to be good. That's all I can say about it. That's all I need. Just come through with just come through with some sounds, the vibes. Just do what you do, but make it better than what you do. What hurt ASAP Rocky what our expectation is. We expect it to be good, but we expect that bars as well. And he didn't really give us that yeah. on testing, which caused it to be worse than what we probably what it, what it probably was. And then the sounds he presented didn't really hit that hard. So that so so it's kind of like if you I'm gonna, if you experiment on something, the bars ain't really got to be strong, but the sound does. In this fact, he did the experimental album and it didn't hit He's a, he, from any angle. Yeah, I completely agree. And then he ain't even a political rapper, so you can't even be like, oh, he was political. You know, he's political. Like it, it just kind of fell on all fronts. Hey, yeah, it's, it's sad. I I I hope he learned his lesson from this. And he either just leave music alone altogether, or he realizes I gotta can't make I can I'm not good enough to make music a side project to fashion, kind of like Kanye West has done. I gotta devote yeah. all my attention to it, and I hope Travis Scott releases that album sometime in August, because I think the only ab- other album releasing those two albums releasing August, Mac Miller and Nicki Minaj. Hey, Mac Miller, but them, they aren't even in the same lane as him. So he shouldn't have to worry about them stealing sales. Oh, he can, yeah. So he should he should release it. And also, you know, also because you know you're good friends with Kanye, so he might not want to release the album in June because you know it'll interfere with their sales. But in July, being drink, you don't want to be in the way of it. So I understand that releasing it in June. Maybe the end of July would have been cool. But now, the end of August, we should get a release date. Either should get a release date, or it should be here. All right, Cord. That's all I got for today. Uh, uh, got anything before we go? Um, uh, stream chance for Apple Four songs on iTunes. We are sponsored by Apple. Get another shameless plug, fam. Another shameless plug. Also, stream Queen on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> Get that check. Secure the bag. Karen Silver, I need my bag. All right. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pop Up the Bad Podcast. Make sure you listen again.